and we're black women in europe <laughs> i'm in germany and adrian is in sweden and and today's topic is friends wow friends <laughs> that's a that's a big topic um for me it is anyway well and i thought it was an important topic and you know i have like tons of things i wanted us to talk about and I thought we should just dive in with it. So, yeah, you said it's an important friend, uh, an important topic. So, just how important are friendships? Well, if you have a good friend, um, it's invaluable, you know. But there's a lot of people, you know. You only find out that your friends are real friends when something happens and you yeah. need them. Like that's. That's how in a, it's kind of sad that you can't really tell who's your friend and who's a fair weather friend. Well, that's definitely, but that's true. That's one way you can find out because some people start off being friends because they've helped you in some type of way or you've been in some situation and they've been kind or generous and you develop a friendship, but you're right. You can have a bunch of people you think your friends are and then something happens and has that happened to you in in Germany because the reason I want to talk about this is because we're not from our host countries so we've had to come where we live you in Germany me in Sweden and make friends so we know friends are important before we got here but how has that changed for you since you've moved to Germany it's changed in a lot of ways for me the first way is that I take friendship more seriously a little bit now, but I also take acquaintanceship less seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more important for me to just, you know, to be able to differentiate between who's a friend and who's an acquaintance or who's a person I just hang with versus who's a person that, you know, if I really needed something, like right. they would come through for and me. And who's a colleague and this, you know, you, yeah. you it's good to have great colleagues and stuff, but I noticed, okay, when I moved to Europe, it was to England short period, but then Belgium, Sweden, England, back to Sweden. And it's harder to make friends as an adult. I was a younger woman when I went to, to Brussels in 2002, you know, than when I'm further on. And, it, but it, I, and it's very culture specific, I think, because it was very hard to make friends of Belgians I should mm. say in Belgium and some, I think a Belgian person that I worked with, um, but or that they compartmentalize, like they're excellent colleagues. But they, it's not right. going to be like, do you want to have a drink after work? Or I'm not even sure if you have lunch together. But once she told me, she said, you know, we pretty much make our friends by the time we're in high school. And that's that, that's who they keep. And it's almost true with romantic partners as well. Yeah, yeah that's true. Have you noticed that in Germany? Yeah, it, it is that either it's either by the time you're in high school or university or, you know, these are your friends. And a lot of people don't deviate out of the group. No, you know? they'll put you in one of those other categories, like you said, acquaintance or colleague or so they're not rude or whatever. But friendship is not an easy thing to crack into. Um, and I've yeah. had people tell me. Um, I don't know if they're British or Australian. Or, I think because I want to say they're English speaking. That when they've lived in the states and Americans are, um, you know, so friendly, easy to talk to. And one example was somebody was like, "Yeah, the next time you're in a neighborhood, you know, drop by or something." So don't you know they did that? And the Americans were like, "What are you, 
what are you doing here? And you were like, well, we ever. Oh my God. People? I know. I felt horrible. Yeah. I felt horrible for them. Um, and so there's a lot to, to be said about that as well. But one thing in Sweden, I hear Americans say all the time, it's hard to make friends, okay. Swedish friends. And that has not been my experience, but I think it depends on who is introducing you into Swedish society. Because like for my Swede, all his friends wanted to be my friends because they loved him and wanted, right. just like all my American friends want to be his friends because they, you know, so I don't know why that's not the case with other people. I've had women who said, you know, they raised their children there, you know, they, um, so they would know the other mothers. They would see them and then, you know, they would say we would play golf or we, they say we would do something and it would never happen or the most maybe would be a cup of coffee and then it wouldn't be repeated or they wouldn't want to come to your house or have you at their house or I know one woman, but then, so she told me, you know, her best friends are from the American Women Club. And I felt, I not having raised children and definitely not in a foreign country, I, I felt sorry for her too. Cause I, I would think for sure that young mothers, you know, you bond with, you know, your the kids, parents, you know, play dates and all that stuff. Right. So I really right. felt for her, but that lets me know that, or brings me to the point that there are ways to make friends wherever you are. Um, so like, what's been your experience with people? Have you been proactive? Uh, I'm going to say no, I have not. I mean, it's not that I don't have any friends here. Um, it's just that I don't know my really my definition of friend changed um, in about I would say about 2010 my definition changed like dramatically how and why um I had a personal crisis and mm -hmm. and I realized that yeah there's some people that as long as everything in my life was good they were happy they like hang out with me but when something was bad that it was more difficult and so it just made me really reflect on who's actually my friend and who's not so i would say i have a few friends in now germany. i'm curious because 2010 you were living in germany had you mm -hmm. been there long enough to have people you thought were your friends that any germans let you down were there americans did it matter like, because the Germans have a different idea of friendship, you know, than, or do, is there a German version of fair with the friends, for example? Um, well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, there's, of I course don't know. There is. It, it's, you know, but, but I think in a way, because I, because I was living in both worlds, half American world, half German world that, you know, it's Americans are easy to hang out with. Absolutely. But they are hard to be close to. And That's been your experience in, yeah. in Germany. In Germany, yes, mm -hmm. with, with Americans. And there's lots of Americans living here. Um, I just think that if you don't have, if you don't have a, like a direct connection with an American, like work or a club or something like that, that it's not, you're not necessarily going to interact. They're not going to try to squeeze you into your, into their life. Well, I'm not sure how you would even meet them if you don't have something in common. So what do you mean? Like, well, you could, you can meet people all over the place. I mean, I mean, there are so many Americans here that you might not have to. You mean just like in the grocery store or something? You're well, hear yeah, somebody if you speaking. met somebody at a, at a event or yeah. maybe you met somebody through someone else or maybe you just ran across them. I mean, there really are that many Americans here. 
it, it's, oh, that's that, that it's it's not impossible, okay. you know, depending on where you live. Um, I mean, right now where I live, I don't know, I think there's like 250 Americans living in my town. That's which a is, lot. Which is a lot. And and I do sometimes run into Americans, mm-hmm. you know, like just if I'm out, there's a woman that lives down the street from me mm-hmm. and I, I go for a walk sometimes like, and it goes past her house and she's always outside, like hanging, uh, hanging out her window, talking to somebody in English. And she's very American. And sometimes I think, hmm, should I just be like, hi, you know? Oh, I, you haven't met her yet. No, I haven't, I haven't person. met her. Um, my, my other neighbors that live a couple houses down, I found out um, they're actually, they're German, I think, but, mm-hmm. but, but their grandmother, his grandmother came from America. So his grandmother's American. His grandmother's American. So in a way, he's American too, you know? Oh, so. Absolutely. But I was going to say the other side of that, at least for me, is that every American you meet, you're not going to want to be friends with them. And then you end up sometimes in these situations with people that you're like, you know, I would have nothing to do with this person if we lived this, still lived in the States. But because we're both Americans in a foreign situation, yeah. it's like... So that could be extremely weird too, because you're, then you're, at least me, you're really suspicious because you're thinking, this is, I don't know, like, do I even want to have those friendships with those people that I wouldn't have friendships with? In the sense, and there's different categories of that. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I've, I've have probably more friends that are not American than are American here. Yeah, yeah. So do you? Uh, and so is are you? You're speaking German with them. You get you you met in German or other nationalities or other nationalities. Other nationalities. But in, so the other nationalities, you guys don't speak German. No, you speak English. we speak English. Yeah. Okay. So in the expat community, yeah. So is it important speaking German make when you make Swedish friends? Um, I was gonna say <laughs> German friends because when you make Swedish friends, they want to speak English. They want to practice their English. They love English. They want to talk about. America in a positive way is, you know, it's never about a critical analysis of the state of America. You know, you're not going to get that from them. They're, you're going to get the love of what's good about America, the culture, the experiences they had there, their ancestors that immigrated, you know, and they want to speak English and it can cripple your ability to become fluent or I should say cripple, cripple, yeah, it can. Yeah, no, it can cripple your ability. If you, if people won't speak their language with you, um, or at least give you a chance to do it. It just makes it harder. You know, well, what I learned is let them speak English and answer back in Swedish and it goes fine. I don't even know if they notice because as long as you're speaking English, they're happy. And, or people are kind too. If you say, please speak Swedish for my sake, you know, they'll switch, you know, they'll go to Swedish because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times it's to be accommodating, but then a lot of times it's like fun. Ooh. So is it like that in Germany? People want to speak English? Um, yeah, sometimes people do. They just want to speak English because they don't get a lot of practice. I mean, maybe on vacation or if they run into an occasional person that they have to speak English with. But in my experience, honestly, people rarely ever try to speak English with me. They are- so, you, so you've got German friends that you only speak German with? Um, okay. As friends. Yeah, actually I do have some friends that I only speak German with. That is true. I don't have any Swedish friends that I only speak Swedish with. I mean, I have like a, a nice international bunch of friends and a lot of times, yeah, we speak, we speak English. 
But I mean, I don't have any Swedish friends that we exclusively speak Swedish with. Um, that I live. But I mean, so I think that's good for you because I'm trying to think about it. I've been in situations where English was not the language, but I have never had, uh, I don't know anyone that hasn't spoken English to me. Let's put it like that. And then mm. at some point during the, but I haven't been in a social situation. That's not true. Last weekend, a social situation in Sweden and people went back and forth. And if I said speak Swedish, they would. Yeah. Um, if, if I, especially if it's older people, mm. then they might not speak English. You know, yeah. even though they learned English, you know, having English, everyone knows this. If you learned a language in school and then you never did anything with it, you know, it's, it's hard. just, yeah. it's hard to like pick it up and speak it. So it just really depends on the person and how comfortable they feel. Um, but I, I guess, I guess for the most part, most of the people I know speak English. Now, do you work hard at keeping your friendships in the States? Because, you know, it can be hard to maintain friendships. Oh my God. Even when I you suck. move from state to state. I suck at this so badly. Oh. Um, I, it's not, no, it's not that I don't have friends in the States. It's just that um, the time difference, nurturing. you know, I, if I'm, if I come to the States, I'm definitely going to visit all my friends. Like if I can, but um, as far as. Because I was going to ask you like, what technology have you used to keep in touch with your friends over the years? Well, you know, when I moved here, um there was mostly just email mm-hmm. you know and you know that's all well and fine but you know how many heartfelt e- long emails can you write to someone on a regular basis about your life you know <laughs> like it's not email whatever. can be tricky so that's why you we were probably happy to see social media and other oh. technology because it gave you more yes to- a thousand percent i mean i i hate facebook um for many many reasons but it allows me to see what my sister, my brother, my friends, my mom, my relatives, you know, what they're all doing. Well, thank goodness um, it's not the only alternative. And as much work as it took to get some of those people on there, like my mother or whatever, we may have to move them somewhere else to a well, same place, wherever that might be. But I know a, what you mean. I yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. It's the easiest way. And you can just simply drop a note and say, hey, what's up? You know, how's everything going? I used to fax my mother. She said she used to run me the fax machine coming on. She's like, I know it's going to be a letter from Adrian. So that was like the first technology I used to keep in touch with living. Oh, wow. Overseas. I know that was, so that was 96. Wow. That is amazing that you would actually fax someone because I would have never done that. I'd be like, I'm just not talking to you. Um. No, 1996. (laughs) Absolutely. My parents had a fax machine. And and what's the, how does this, I remember it's something that you have to get, I had to get over. And in a lot of the expat groups, I hear a lot of women struggling with it. I think, okay, the it was six months the first time I lived abroad in, in London. My uncle was the, my uncle um, was the only relative that called me. But in fairness too, I did get married and my parents came with my aunt and cousins and stuff. And I did have a, one set of friends. So people didn't, that was six months. But then I lived four years in Belgium, nobody came. I have my one friend from grad school, Lyle, he call, he would call me um, and it would get to the point where you're like, but was I inviting any people, people like was London more of like, oh, I want to go while she's there type of thing. Probably. I can't really remember, you know, and then when you move to Sweden, ain't nobody, but I did have, uh, um, we had a party and one of my best friends and his husband came and my mother came, of course, my, my sister stayed with my dad, but um 
and Yoda said cousins come from the States, but some people feel abandoned or they feel like they're the ones, it's too one-sided. If I don't call, they won't talk. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's too one-sided. I mean, you know, I always, if now that I have, you know, Facebook Messenger and other apps to, you know, do an IP call with, I, people have a tendency to call me. Um, Cause it's cheap. Well, it's free. But, but before that, really, I was the only person who called. Like I was the only person who picked up the phone and was like, hello. And I didn't really mind it so much. Um, I have not had so many people visit me. Um, I've had my mom's visited me and a friend and, and okay. Uh, my husband and I have a couple of friends that come over here every now and then they used to be, they used to work over here. So when they come, we see them, but all in all, I would say that there's not so many people that I personally know that come here. And well, you if know, they, I've had, if they do, they don't tell me about it. They don't so, tell you. Yeah. Well, we have had um, a couple that we invited from the UK and they came, they're lovely. We've been back and stayed with them and they would come, you know, they're easy. They're, um, they love to travel. That's like an easy, and coming from the UK isn't so big. So coming from the States, I understand is a bigger um, ask of people but I got over that and I was like, I need, I'll go home when I need it, when I want it. I'll call when I want, you know, I was like, get over that. Get over yourself. If you're feeling sad and hurt because somebody calling, you need to call that person that you're longing after. And you can always tell them, I missed you so much. I wish we could stay in touch more, you know? So I, I did learn that. And now I'm to the point where it's like, I don't really want anybody to come visit. People come asking to come and visit. And I'll like change the subject around. Oh my God. No, I, I don't know. I, people always think they're coming over here, but they, yeah, they just either never do or, well, like I said, they come and they don't see me, which is actually okay too. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm okay with that but, also. But speaking of that, because friends, like now you and I, are we friends or are we just colleagues? Okay. You were saying, uh, what was that group of people you have categories? Where well, do you put me? Gosh, that's a, <laughs> no need to put me on the spot. Um, well, I guess, I guess we're friends. I mean, I, 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 I consider know. you a friend. We've, I think we've moved past just being colleagues and not, not because of this podcast or all these other things, but, but because of the, I don't know, we've been through a lot of things together, you know, and that's how you build a friendship. And, you know, and we share things with each other that are not necessarily for public consumption. Although we are, we are sharing now for the public, but change you know what your, I mean? Change your last name. But um, <laughs> we, um, for the first time we talked, it was for seven hours and that all of that was about business. And that's unusual for me because, well, that's just because I'm not 15 and I don't do that anymore, you know? So that's unusual. Um, but friends, you know, I admire you. I respect you. You're kind. You're funny. You're generous. We're friends. I consider us friends. I'm so relieved that you <laughs> consider us friends too. <laughs> well, what if I'd said something else? No, <laughs> but it's been the truth. It would have been devastated. It's not as if I, you know what I mean? It would have just oh been God. like, yeah, because friends I have to be honest. You would have, have had to be honest. That's, that's true. Um, I, I would have to say that, yeah, I'm constantly discovering people that I thought were friendly to me, but 
but then they turned out not to be. Um, well, you know, I've always had your back, have your back, whatever. Yeah, I know. I just, those just, people that don't have your back, I'm all like, it's you know, kind I'm of totally funny, like, you know, no. like, like a lot of people really it's, it's like, especially Americans, honest to God, you don't have to be friends with everybody. You can really just be acquaintances or buddies, or, you know, you like to party together or travel, but you're not close friends. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be someone's friend. Um, you know, I realized there, there's people that, um, there's a woman that I met like maybe 15, 16 years ago. And it wasn't until I'd known her for like 10 years and I realized, oh yeah, we're friends, aren't we? Like for real, you know, <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> kind of like who's left standing or. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, we're, we're actually for real friends. There's people that I've met here that, that I have done all sorts of things with. And you know what, that takes with, me, right? Traveled with, yeah. That takes me to my next question. Like what milestones have you celebrated with your friends in Germany? you know, or what kind of things have you done with your friends in Germany that you've met in Germany and how was it different? Or was it like, did you miss not doing it with friends in the States or, you know what I mean? Have you done things in the States and you wish you had done them in Germany or you're missing people from Germany, you know, cause we live in kind of two worlds or I think maybe I go to the States more you know, often than you. You but, do, you do. But I mean, okay. I, I go there before the pandemic, yeah. I would go there once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've, the last thing, okay, that I would consider a milestone was when I got married, uh, mm-hmm. which is almost five years. So yay, our anniversary is very soon. Uh, but we actually had, we had a wedding party in the States and then we had one over here mm-hmm. because it just didn't make sense, you know, to just do one or the other. That's what we did. Yeah, like it just, I mean, you everybody can't travel everywhere. We had a private you know? wedding, city hall, gorgeous. Photographer was my witness. And then we had a party in DC and party here. And the people could come to whichever, both. Um, but so yeah, I have I share that milestone. Um, what's another one maybe that happened over here? Um in Germany. Okay, I had I had um my 40th birthday. That's a um, milestone. And I actually had it over here, didn't have anything in the States. Um, and it was, yeah, it was okay. It was very surprising because my birthday is in December. And I normally, it's so close to Christmas, like having a party is pointless because there's not normally people around. And for some reason, a friend of mine, for some, I don't know how he dug up all these people that would consent to going to my birthday party. Like that's a couple days before Christmas, you know, <laughs> but they did. And it's so it was a surprise party. It, it, it was, nicer. it was a surprise in a certain way, like mm-hmm. that so many people came. That were actually it. there. So, you know, yeah. okay. no, that's, yeah. that's great. And you didn't even long for, for a home or old family or friends because, that was so special is probably, or I'm such a baby. I still have those longings for, for home when it's certain holidays or events, but then, you know, but but you like where you came from. I mean, you know, I don't have any, I'm from Ohio. I have no desire to go to Ohio. So Ohio people voting is today your voting day, Virginia. We like Ohio. Yeah, it is. But it's it only produced a- Angela, so I love Ohio and the um. <laughs> well, you love it because you're not there. 
the Pretenders. I love Chrissy Wild and the Pretender. Oh Chrissy God. Hines and the Pretender. Chrissy Wild is a friend of Missouri, but Chrissy Hines and the Pretenders. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of famous people of. from Ohio. That mm -hmm. is true. Um, but most of them leave. I just, just as an FYI, like they, they want to be went famous. To Howard, there was a guy leave. from Shaker Heights that liked me. Okay. That's the first time I heard about Shaker fancy, Heights. Fancy, fancy. Um, first time I heard of it is like, you know, like. Did he, he say felt, that? Did he say he was from Shaker Heights? Was Everybody like, was finding out where they were from. So it wasn't like he just came and said, hi, I'm from Shaker Heights. But, you know, like freshmen, you meet new people, weekend on yard. And it was like, you know, I met people that I, from places I'd never heard of. And I remember Shaker Heights because his name was Michael. I can't remember. We became really good friends. He was a sharp dresser, really nice. Like one of those brothers with that chocolate smooth velvet skin that you're just like. So I, I remember him. You know, and I remember yeah. it was the first time I met a Geechee person, and his nickname was Geechee, and he and his okay. brother. So, I, you know, I, I met people. And of course, Boston. they were from Ohio because I, I just, I like Ohio too. I just don't want to live there. Yeah. And I don't, it's not that I don't have any positive memories from Ohio, but there, there's a whole world outside of Ohio. And I spent a quarter of my life in Ohio. So, I think I can spend the rest of it somewhere doing other stuff. Um, I know, like when I have birthdays here in Sweden, they're fun, but I still prefer to have prefer to have birthdays at home, I guess. Well, but and yeah. when I same thing, like when I lived in Belgium, and I can remember my boyfriend Michelle, his mother. It was so funny the first year of the cake. My name was misspelled, and it was so cute and sweet and. You know, and it's wonderful that people make a do about it. And I should maybe, you know, not to sound ungrateful, but um, it's nothing like I'm Dorothy. Am I Dorothy? There's no place like home for certain things. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I left Ohio and moved to Florida. Um, that's where I actually moved here from Europe, from Florida. So I had left a long time ago and I would never even consider going back to Ohio, except my mom actually moved back to Ohio from Florida. Um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Well, that around, would be the only reason to go. That, that is my only reason to go there. Otherwise, believe it or not, when my mom lived in Florida, I I went back to the States a couple times a year, but um, <laughs> because it was just more fun. You well, know? Yeah, I got to see the people and not the environment and... That's why I was always like, well, why are people coming to Belgium or Sweden? I think they're coming to see me. What difference does it make where I live? I'm far away. Well, they don't know, you know, well, well you know what I mean? They're, but you're coming to see me. I, so I don't care where I live. I'm not going to bring you into a war zone. But that's just my thought. So when people didn't used to do that, and now, as I said, I'm past that. I don't necessarily want people to come because uh, I don't want to be hostess. I don't want to be tour guide. I don't want to be... Oh, I would love it. So if you're a friend of mine, an actual friend and not just some random person, um, please come over here and visit me. I would love to take you around and show you all sorts of interesting things. Um, but well, Jonas and I are going to come. We'll come. <laughs> so there okay. you go. <laughs> I will mark my calendar for a date when you can come here. Yeah, um, yeah we'll come at some point. Um, and I'm trying to think when I lived in England, same thing with, oh, but I did have a, a wedding in England. But as I think I mentioned all my important family was there so that was um something that was probably a destination wedding before there were destination weddings at least in my mind it was 
it was because yeah his his mom came from wisconsin i think she was telling people we were getting married at westminster abbey we got married at westminster oh my god we got married at westminster register office which was the same place that like antonio banderas and um melanie griffith got married and i mean it was cool, but it was it was Westminster. She got that part right, but Westminster Register Office. Um, so that was a big, exciting trip for her, and so that was so for me in a way. It was fun to be able to do that and bring family and friends over to some exciting thing that would have been way more cool and fun than if we just got married in D.C. So it can kind of go both ways, but I can't think of anything that I did in um, lately where I probably wouldn't prefer to do it at home. Cause I'm older and more sentimental and wow. you know like my both of my mothers my mother-in-law and my mother have the same birthday so um, that's weird but <laughs> but interesting yeah so um I don't think I've ever spent that with my mother-in-law to be honest and she's like I get that she's like you go you know be with your mom she I think she would think it would be crazy if I was with her she was like please because she and her mother were really, 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 really close. So I don't feel bad about that. If I have to miss my mother-in-law's birthday because I, you know, she doesn't expect me to be there. But then on the other side of it, you know, well, your husband's not German, but like I make plans around things that are important to Jonas's family. Because, you know, then naturally they're important to you too. And it occasionally might mean, you know, well, you know, I can't have every holiday in the States. I've never had Thanksgiving in the States, you know, or I don't spend the birthday there. So you can't do everything. So I, you know, what, like you embrace the German, like do your German friends invite you over? Because I know there are a lot of rituals. So do they invite you over and you partake in them with them and feel? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, German. you know, it, I had a lot more, I mean, I still have friends that I visit, but we moved from Mannheim, which is a big city, to a smaller city. And, you know, in a small city, I think there's about 30,000 people here. It's harder to make friends. It just is. It's just harder. And because all these people know each other. And the ones that weren't living, um, that weren't always living here. There's a big company here with lots of jobs. So people are coming from all over the world, world. And so they know each other from work at least. And so I'm a little bit on the outside of that. And honestly, I haven't really tried that hard. Um, I meet people every now and then here and it's okay, you know, but, but you know, what am I gonna do? <laughs> How far pre-pandemic would you travel for social life? You're too far to have the social life still from your friends from where you moved from Manhattan. No, no, actually, I had a regular sort of social life because my job is still in Mannheim. Um, even though I haven't, we've been doing everything, you know, from home and online and everything. But um, so I saw my friends every week, practically not every week, but almost every week. You, you know, know what, like Angela? No, because that's a lot. If you saw Friends Weekly, that's a very good blessing for an expat to be so embedded into your community or whatever that, you know, above working and, you know, being stable that you can see Friends Weekly. Think about
about Americans as, as crazy hours as they work, they don't get, get to see their friends weekly a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, and that's one thing I miss about this pandemic is the fact that I don't get to see my friends so often. I don't get to, you know, and I guess we could, we could talk on the phone or chat or whatever. And sometimes we do, but honestly, it's just not the same, you know, for me, it's, I don't know, because a lot of the things, you know, we like to go out to dinner, maybe we'll go get a drink somewhere, maybe we'll go to the theater or a movie or, you know, I mean, we would actually do stuff, you know, like, and, and that's still on hold in Germany, or just for your sensibility, like, can you go with, if you have your vaccine card, and you start to be masked, and you have space to get into the theater, is that happening? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I have not been to a movie well, not even the movie theater, but like but the theater. I, yeah, they're open. I mean, okay. they're these these are open. I just haven't been to one. Um, I'm not quite ready for that yet. Um, I mean, and and honestly, I would love to go see a movie, a 3D movie in the theater. Um, <laughs> you just don't know how much I would love that. But movie theaters were always hot, airless holes, even. And so I just don't. Yeah, know. well, we're going to the opera in a couple of weekends, and and then Sweden. There's not going to be in Stockholm. The building is so beautiful. I'm going to do it. There's not going to be any restrictions. But one of my best friends just went to the Kennedy Center, and you had to show your vaccination card. You had to be masked, and they were spread out. Like Kennedy Center is in Washington D.C., and I know people are back in the theater in England. I don't know what they're doing. So when I say theater, yeah, I mean like. I don't know all types of things. I don't necessarily think of the movie theater because, but I forget you're a big cinema fan. You, you love to go to the movies. Um, the theater, I'm taking a little bit more of a chance of. You can pick your seats. Maybe it's gonna Man and Butterfly is gonna sell out in the next couple of weeks. You know, maybe. I always get on the aisle in for me and Jonas. We never try always anyway because in case we have to pee or whatever. Or we're coming back late from intermission, whatever. I always, I always have, so I know we're kind of secluded, and there's the rest of the thing was kind of empty. So we'll see yeah. how it fills up. Are you going to wear a there. mask? Me, probably. You know, because we're gonna, I'm gonna be, we're taking the train, or we're gonna drive. But if, if as you say, we have the highest gas prices in the world right now, I'm like, let's just take the train. Um, probably. But the thing is, you know, 87, I think we're more vaccinated than you guys even. I'm triple, I got the booster, you know. I've, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, I've lived I'm with not the person super who had paranoid, COVID. so. Yeah, I've lived with a person that had COVID. Um, you know, I think I'm okay with it now, but um, I do, I will check and see, but yeah, the vaccination rates here, I think are, there's higher, higher. So are all are those all the theater people, you know, or is it going to be the other percentage who aren't vaccinated that are coming to the theater? But again, you know, I've got it's hard to back. tell. Yeah, you're 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 fine. And I'm you know what? I'm not that worried. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to go anywhere. I do go places. But there's some things like I want to sit in the movie theater and I want to eat popcorn and I just want to like, you know, I just want to experience the the crowd when you watch a movie with a group of people it's a much different experience than when you're alone um 
like anything, sports. And I can't watch baseball on TV, but when you're there in the ballpark, baseball is exciting and fun. And baseball on TV is not interesting at all. You have, um, you've been to a live game, professional game? Uh, yes, I used to work at Riverfront Stadium when but I was see, a teenager. See, there was a job for you. Then that's no, I love baseball. I used to play softball in well, There you go. I love it. Only in person. Can't stand it on TV. No, no, it's, it's terrible if you're not in person because baseball is too slow. But the thing for me, too, that is sentimental with baseball, my grandfather, my mother's father, he used to live to the Cubs on the radio all the time. We could hear it and you could fall asleep to that or have a night. So, so radio is different, but sitting. But, you know, it's all about your experiences. But I what about the um, live sports in Germany? Can you go back again? Because you can do that here in Sweden. Yeah, I think I think you can go to to the various football games here. Um, I, 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 that that is me. something I would not do, but not, yeah. not, not because, not because, um, of any other reason, except that I don't like football that much. Well, no, I don't, I'm not ready for a live. Like I left the day before Howard was going to have homecoming. They didn't kind of really like, they were like, if you don't live on campus, don't come. But regardless of what they would have said, I wasn't ready for, for that. That's not the same thing as going to the opera. There are not that many seats in the opera for one thing, and then going to a massive seventy-five thousand, you know, st- I'm not ready for that yet. Even though I'm triple vaxxed, does it make sense? I don't know. But to me, that's too big of a pool to right. be. No, it is. Uh, it is. It's too many people. Um, I'm trying but, to yeah, see if I would like. Yes, I would like to be able to do things with my friends, to be able to enjoy general life with the friends that I have. You know. Um, because I don't know if you well, don't what are have you friends, for, what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to try? Are you going to try to do something this year? Are you going to try to have? Well, the Christmas market is open. The I'm not. I'm. We're not having anybody for Thanksgiving. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But but the Christmas markets will be open, and I plan to go with my friends to the Christmas market. And have some Cluvine and whatever else the Christmas market offers. Yeah. Well, Christmas markets are a big thing in um, Germany, I know. Yeah, so, and it, but it's also outside. It's also outside, so. Yeah, they're yeah. outside. But it's I know not, they're not a big deal. They're a big thing. So if they didn't have them next, last year, I know people are really looking excited about it. And I've got some other crazy data about vaccines. But anyway, I'm sure that that's a big deal. Last, was it? Not last year, but the year before, we went to a Christmas market that's not here. It's a really nice farm, and it's outdoor, and it's great. I don't even know if I'm going to do that. Um, but, you know, I'm not a big Christmas market person anyway. Well, you know what? My birthday is coming up, and it is our tradition to watch a movie uh, on my birthday. And last last year, we watched, I don't even know what this movie was called. It was something that was that just came out, but it was on HBO Max or whatever. And I tell you, it was the worst movie ever. So hopefully this year we'll be able to go to the movie theater and I can see the new Marvel movie that's coming Okay, out. maybe you guys have a higher rate. Okay. We do. So, <laughs> of vaccinated people, we're 68.11% of the population is vaccinated. Yeah, I don't We've know. We've got 14,631,000 doses. 7,258,000 have been vaccinated. Okay, that's not true. We're at, um, aha, okay, completed. Both doses is 68%. 
the percentage that I've had at least one round is 71.44 as of October 29th. So daily doses of about 31,000 and that's a down almost 7,000 um, in seven days. So yeah, so I guess we're, you know, 71% at least have one shot. I've got all three. I'm not, I'll be okay if um, either I live with a COVID infected person. Um, You'll be fine. I know you will. I'm not worried about that. Um, but I'm not going to go to a football match. You know, I'm not going to go to, there's certain things I'm not going to do. So we'll see. We're actually going to a ball. So we'll see how they do it at the ball. Wow. You know, they, what, what safety protocols are put in place. Like if, if you have more room, if you even need it. I don't, you know, we were at a dinner the other night in, at a hotel, nice hotel. They, you just see hands, um, sanitizer around these days that's it. it we're down to just having hand sanitizer available for people i'm not seeing signs that used to say keep your distance but i no, haven't we, been in the we've grocery still got store. all that stuff we've, we've still got all that stuff and i don't know if it's making any difference but um i hope that all of our friends all around the world are safe from covid and well, taking what is um okay so now that we're both moving into this dark season, oh, Lord, right? We're if so, even if we could go out during the day, I don't mind being outside going out during the day. But in Sweden, people normally you don't really see your friends in the winter. People kind of hibernate here. You know, maybe you'll get invited to somebody's house. I don't know. I guess people are going out and eating. But at least in my little world, it's like. You well, know, yeah, but really... it's way darker up there than it is here. It's but you're I mean, suffering from dark. So yeah, I, I do. I suffer from from the sad, the sun, whatever affects me. As a disorder. friend, what advice yeah. did I give you? As you a told friend, me to get a uh, one of those those sun lamp sun lamps. So I ordered one. Hopefully, be here today or tomorrow rather. Um, you know, that's something I do miss in the United States. One thing I miss from home one day delivery and where my mom where lives she has two hour delivery with amazon and so yeah i miss that i wow. miss that intense yeah. amazon prime is everything so you're <laughs> gonna um you're gonna do that and we're gonna give it a review you use it as instructor whatever i want to know because i know a lot of people suffer from that and i might have yeah. to get one okay well i will try to keep a little journal to see how i feel after you know being under the sun lamp because this morning I was not happy. Like I was, I just felt like, I felt like I should just lay down, not even go back to sleep, just lay down and give up on life. No, so I know. I know and that's the sun affected disorder. And you're you know? taking vitamin D. We take vitamin D. I yeah. got evaluated a couple of years ago. I had basically zero vitamin D. So I had a prescription and every other doctor I've had said, just keep it. You know, my levels are normal. They're like, cause you're taking your vitamin D. So don't stop right. taking your vitamin D, you know? So if you get your stuff back up, have you had yours tested? Um, tested? Not Does in a while, not in a while, but um, I've been taking vitamin D. I, I, I read something that I should be taking it. So I just started taking it. I mean, it won't it. hurt me um <laughs> hopefully it won't hurt me um but yeah this see this is what friends are for you and have speaking of, yeah because i want to know you're okay but what about um owen's friends you sent me something in the mail another friends 
I yeah, couldn't find I it in Sweden. And it came in the mail. So it actually did come from Amazon Germany. That's right. And Amazon I love is on the case. It's, it's yeah, it's so sweet. So this came through the oh, this is interesting. I can see it came from Denmark, it says. So bring, do you know bring? No, never heard of it. Okay. So yeah, the, the post is privatized, even though this would be a private shipping. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it came faster and with no hassle. And a lot of people in Sweden have horror stories about getting things from post Nord. Um, so I don't think I would ever even order anything out of the EU in Sweden for now. Maybe it's gotten better. People have horror stories about that. But when you've got friends in the they EU, can, like they can hook you up. <laughs> send you little gadgets. That's a smiley face. I was like a frown. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And that actually, I could have had it in my hands yesterday. Um, didn't go get it. So that was what, three day delivery? No, four. I don't know. We ordered it on the, I think Friday or something. I don't know when I ordered it. Thursday, I want to say. Yeah. Anyway, that was quick for Sweden, I think. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah. oh, and you know what, friends, visit. you've had two friends. And you see, friends can't get jealous. So if I wasn't your friend, I'd get jealous. But you have visits from somebody that we know that lives in France and someone that we know that lives in the Netherlands. That's right. That's right. And you know what? The fact that they visited me, I was totally surprised and kind of flattered that that if you're driving through Germany, you would stop and visit me. So is that how that worked out? So they knew they would be heading your way or they called to see if they would be heading their way because they knew they were driving through Germany. Yeah, actually, they wanted it. People want to know where I was, where I lived. It was I on their way, on their route. Oh, you know, I mean, because yeah. Germany is rather yeah. large like it's you know <laughs> they could have been driving some other way so it was super nice to have friends stop by and visit and we've actually had a few people my husband and I um had people drop by you know people that used to live here and they're on a vacation or they're just passing through for to go to somewhere else or they're here for a conference or something and they stop by yeah so, I had a friend drive from Canada to Virginia and he was like he's called and stopped by on his way down and that's nice you know that is nice and that's you know friendships can be built just for like if you didn't think they were friends before you might think they're friends now or whatever yes. or they might have said to think the same thing about you if I wasn't sure if Angela was a friend now I know after that visit and she was so hospitable and stuff you know um yeah exactly definitely consider her exactly you like friends pop up friends pop up when you least expect it and I think, you know, I mean, yes, it's important for everybody to make friends and get to know people, but, you know, you, you can't try too hard to do it, you know? Well, and I was just going to ask you, how hard are you working, willing to work for a friendship? Not that hard. I mean, honestly, I mean. Well, it takes work to maintain them. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if it's so stressful you know, or it requires too much work. I don't know if I would, if I'm going to be able to do it. You know, I have a lot of other stuff to do. Well, I know for me, for example, when I was home, I had to make a list of like stuff I had to absolutely do, stuff I wanted to do, and the stuff other people wanted me to do. And some of that list and the stuff other people wanted me to do was social stuff with, with friends. And I figured out a way to see friends I hadn't seen in years that meant a lot to me 
and they could see my mother and my sister too and to do something fun. But it took an effort and I did it. And I'm so glad the reward was worth it. These are people, one set of friends I grew up with. You know, I think we were born to the same church or baptized in the same church. You know, I had confirmation at 13, whatever. She was a bridesmaid. My first wedding, I was at her wedding. You know, her and another friend, you know, she's now a grandmother. Hadn't seen her. She came to my father's funeral, you know. So after that, I was like, you know, God, we haven't talked in years. So I worked that out because I was like, you know what? That's a friendship that hadn't seen her in years. She's right here where my father died, right there when I need her, you know, that type of thing. And so when I pulled that together, that was great. And we're already talking about, okay, we need to do this, the spa day. When I come back, I'm like, before Jonas comes, so we can just have more girls' time. And then did with another set of friends. And so I, I know that I have to work at stuff like that because people give me slack and the benefit of the doubt because it's not vacation when I'm home. And they're like, we know you're busy, you're doing this, you got to be with your family. And they make themselves available for when I can do stuff. And I appreciate that. That is one way I've been able to tell these people are really my friends because they let me behave, but I consider it could be badly. Like I don't talk in years or, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, miss no. birthdays and all kinds of stuff. But I know what you mean. I, when I think it was 2018, I went home and I saw a friend of mine. I didn't tell that many people I was coming back because my mom was having surgery and I didn't really know, you know, what that was going to really entail. But there was a couple of people that I wanted to get in touch with. And I got in front uh, in touch with my friend Laura and I swear it was like we were like in ninth grade again yeah I, I know that you know like I, found I totally her, get it yeah I found her on Facebook after however many years of us not seeing each other and then I was able to contact her again why I like Facebook but there's so many other reasons to hate it um and that leads me to <clears throat> another friend of mine who I tried to contact. Her name is Tracy. She was one of my best friends in high school. And I, yeah, I just hadn't seen her in a long time. I contacted her sister and asked if I could, you know, could she connect us together, give me her phone number or whatever, so that we could be, you know, we could talk. And then she told me, well, Tracy is hard to get in touch with. And she kind of blew me off. And Tracy died this year. And, you know. How did you find out she died through another friend? No, from the same, the sister, she made a Facebook post about it. So um, maybe Tracy was going through stuff, which made her hard to reach. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you it's know, if somebody asks you to connect you with somebody that they care about, I mean, maybe you should do it. I mean, you don't know what I could have done for Tracy. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It, it really makes me sad because, you know, Tracy and I, we went through a lot. I mean, as teenage girls, like we went through a lot together and we would have in the summertime, we would have our weekly card party and play spades and we'd hang out together and, you know, just hang out with boys together and you know everything uh we didn't go to the same school but we lived we lived close together and our mothers were friends and if you say ninth grade I know those friendships could be everything you live and breathe each other and you're inseparable and you talk about every last detail of your life and I know those friendships so I'm so sorry that you weren't able to 
reconnect with her, but um, oh, yeah. Better luck next time if I have somebody I need to connect with, but you know, don't want to leave on a down note. You know, friends are important and you need to cherish the friendships that you have, but you also need to try to expand and bring in some new people. That's what I would add on and say, don't shut out people because I've got friends here. Like I said, I would have never been friends with them under other circumstances. And they've turned out to be amazing friends. For example, one quick example. Um, I never thought I was like a club woman and it was American women's club. And the president of the American women's club at the time ended up arranging this fantastic uh, bridal shower for me. I was on the board. I forget what I did. I was on the board. But like even friends that I thought were friends weren't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So this came out as, it was so kind. And, and she was like, you can invite who you want and all this stuff. And a lot of it she did in her own money and stuff. And she was like, maybe we'll be friends or something she said out of that that I just thought was so kind. And we do still take, keep in touch. Um, so don't, so try, my advice would be try new things. Like I wouldn't think I was a club person. And trust me, I've had some horrible stuff. We could talk about this in another episode happened to me as a result of being club members or joining certain organizations. Yeah. But I met that one person who did this wonderful thing for me, which, which was so meaningful and has made me really appreciate the, the, um, the value of just being kind. And I hope I have been just as equally and unexpectedly kind to someone else. Um, so yeah, friends can, friendship can look like a lot of different things. Um, yes, it can. And, uh, yeah. So with that, I guess here's what we'll be playing friends and hopefully when we get in copyright, um, (laughs) but what are your favorite friends songs? Okay. Friends, Houdini came to me for Um, sure. Yeah. When you, when you sent me that information about, uh, friends by Houdini, I thought, Hmm, what are the friend songs? And I thought about Rihanna umbrella. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. That's a song about friends. Okay. You put it in the episode. I love that song. (laughs) Okay. I do not want the friends theme song though. Oh God. No. Okay. 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 We are black women in Europe. So (laughs) <laughs> okay as long as that's not in there so okay that weird friend song i'm not i'm not i'm not a hater of the of friends of the the tv show but you know it's like for me it's a little bit played out so well whatever because i know when i went on youtube friends the song and that came up i was like oh hell no and then i was like okay good houdini because i couldn't remember houdini but it came up and yes i had to watch the soul train and all corny in 85 i was like well we Ooh, I was like, well, boys wearing those short shorts and stuff like that, the little froze, and we're thinking they're cute. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, times are, were different then, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for being my friend. Oh, my God. This yeah. episode could have turned out completely different. If yeah, I know. I'm like, nah, you're not my friend. I don't even know who you think you are, but you are my friend, and I love you. And I love you, too. Um, I've got vanilla I need to send you. Yes, um, it's almost cookie baking time. Okay, but, yes, and we'll get that in. We'll get that in the we'll, well thank you the, for joining us for another episode of yeah. the Black Women in Europe podcast. And um yeah, take care of your friends, but also try to make some new ones. And, we'll and we hope you. you'll be friends exactly with us and come back That's next right. time and introduce us to some of your friends if you know some amazing 
black women in Europe, and by amazing, I mean they get up and just do whatever it is that they need to do every day. That's amazing. Let us know. Podcast at blackwomeninyurope.com. That's right. Give us a, and also remember to uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts, um, on Anchor, and we're now also on Amazon and Audible. So please rate us there too. Oh, wow. You've been busy today. Yes, I've been very busy. Um, Okay, you know, the next time, um, is it the next time we'll be talking with a sister in Sweden? And who is not me? Is that? That is true. That is true on our next episode. And we know her personally, but um, we give our guests the option to use an alias um, for whatever reason. Um, You know, you could be whatever reason. And so she is... DC woman and that's one reason that we bonded because we both grew up in Washington DC and so when we met in Sweden I felt like instant friends with her and she has gone on to meet my mother um and she knows my Swede and he's like she's so Swedish he's like I love her so it'll be interesting to talk to her um about whatever she wants to talk about because I think she's had an amazing life she's a grandmother she's had a career um you know that's a lot to unpack um, in an hour and I hope you guys will come and check it out alright All right. well with that we'll see you next week hey ciao